Welcome to Where Are We Even Going? The podcast where we discuss navigating London, life and relationships as two inconsistently employed, emotionally unstable, recently graduated 20-something gals for your listening pleasure. On today's episode, we're talking about moving to London. So, Nina, tell us about when you first moved to London. Why did you move here and how long have you been here for? So, thank you for asking, Izzy. I have lived here since September 2015. I moved for university. Mm-hmm. So, I am going to disclose where I went to university. I don't really think that's going to enable anyone to track me down. No, I went. You I graduated. Went, I yeah, exactly. <laughs> Find my student number. Um, I went to King's College London, so obviously mm. I had to. I don't know why you're making that sound so good to you. Um, I went to King's College London and studied history, so I obviously had to move here. And I, when I first moved to London, I moved to Stratford in, which was in Zone Three then of East London well, and me knowing absolutely nothing thought that Stratford and East London was Stratford upon Avon <laughs> it's just ridiculous I was like oh yeah two very where... different places I was just like oh yes the place where Shakespeare lived I've got it oh yeah Shakespeare the famed Midlands playwright from East London I, yeah I really <laughs> I really didn't get that but it was a really good place to spend my first year of uni yes. um, very edgy all of my Hip and cool and trendy I mean, yeah, I guess. I, guess. <laughs> I was very out of place there. <laughs> we just used to hang out in uh, Spoons, which is called the Golden Grove. That's a choice of a name, isn't it? <laughs> it, was, it was called the Golden Grove. I think that's right. And um, it was a really good Spoons. And what more can you want from a place I think to live, that really? we provided most of their business. I'm like sure the you student did. halls down yeah, the road the definitely provided like, all of the business. Yeah. Um, but my first impression was. Wow, this is exciting. Yeah. I don't I don't really know. I kind of I think I was a bit overwhelmed. Yes. About all of it. Like the first times that I actually took the tube and that was oh, this is a normal element of my day. I take yeah. the tube to go to a lecture or something. I was like I'm what? a commuter now. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was kind of weird. So why did you move to London? When did you move to London? And what were your first impressions like? Uh, very similar actually. I also moved here for university. A year later than you. Um I moved here in twenty sixteen. You moved here in 2016. Yes, 2016. Yeah. Um, I, yes, so I moved because I was starting at King's. I didn't move to Stratford. <laughs> I moved to Russell Square because I'm actually minor Russian royalty. It's <laughs> a bit of a different experience, I'd say. Yeah. Um, so I, w- I was in the student halls um, like by Russell Square, King's Crossway, which were really nice. Very kind of thrown in the centre, like walkable distance to everything constantly surrounded by extreme amounts of air pollution um and wealth and wealth <laughs> and yes lots of bougie international students in the nicest possible way you are never going to be able to afford to live there no again. and you know, i'm quite all right with that i i've since having moved to different areas i think i like there's because no one really lives there like a couple of people do but there's not really like there's a not community, community. Yeah, yeah exactly like are it's the local pub we'd go to i mean it wasn't a spoons primarily but also it didn't really have like a regular flowing of people mm. you know like nobody lived there it was just like offices and like nice yeah, restaurants and stuff it wasn't particularly um friendly to my student uh budgets so i had to get a couple of jobs that's fine just a couple <laughs> just a couple <laughs> just two or three um 
but no, I, yeah, I was, I was similar, I was very overwhelmed, I just, I'd just broken my arm, so I was on quite a lot of pain medication, so everything was a bit blurry and hazy, so it all So you were basically high for your first oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> on pain meds. On pain meds. Walking around with this great big cast on my arm, getting, my, my like icebreaker and freshes would be, will you sign my cast? <laughs> You were so cool. I'm quite glad I didn't know you. But it was quite good because then people remembered who I, you know, like, oh, that's a girl, broken arm. What's she like? She's so crazy. She's she's so crazy. She's so crazy. She's 19 years old and broken her arm. Um, Yeah, but they thought you were wild. Oh, my, didn't they just? (laughs) But yeah, no, I remember. Yeah, I I remember first trying to get, like, the tube to university and it taking, like, double the amount of time because the tube takes so long like there's no yeah. point getting the tube you can walk anywhere in half hour no like and we were so close where we were so I just I remember everything being very loud lots of people lots of you know going off and disappearing into like bits of Camden of South London or Peckham and stuff like being it's lost. quite the noise level mm. is quite overwhelming and like the how different places are like Camden was so different yeah. to King's Cross and you walk so down one street and suddenly the vibe is completely changed yeah, I, I think, think that's so. one of the things that I like but also find really weird about yeah, London yeah it like dislocates you slightly doesn't it because yeah, you yes- kind of feel oh, removed yeah yesterday I was in Peckham Mm. And you go, Edge. when you go through... No, but this this is the thing. So you go through Peckham, mm. and if you keep going, you hit East Dulwich. And it is... <laughs> yes, I work there. <laughs> yes, I and know. it's really weird. Like, the shift from, like, mm. I absolutely love Peckham. Yeah. I, I love it. And then you go through Peckham, and yeah. you end up in East Dulwich, and there's a Jojo Maman Bebe, however you pronounce it. It's like yeah. an original wooden toy shop for children. Yeah. And then in Peckham, it's... It's like edgy hipster stores, fish markets. It's so vibrant. And then you've got this like really quaint, quiet sort of, it feels like a suburban town or something. It's just so, so different. That's one of my favourite things is when you meet someone who like went to Dulwich (laughs) and they're like, oh yeah, I'm I'm from Peckham, from South London. Yeah, that's like, oh cool, cool. So yeah. And and then you dig a bit deeper and it turns out they went to Dulwich. (laughs) It's not, it's not quite the same. Not quite, not quite Peckham, but. It's okay. That's what they need to tell it's themselves <laughs> to feel better. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> to be, I would way prefer to live in Peckham than Dulwich. I I don't really know either that well, so I couldn't comment. But Peckham is. Uh, Peckham's cool. But Peckham's the time cool. I've spent there, I think it's a really. They have really good charity shops. Which I mean. Which is all I care about. What more do you want from a place to live? And the best Persian food I've ever had. We're actually outside of Persia. <laughs> outside. I've unfortunately never not been, been to Persia. No, I've never been to Iran, unfortunately. <laughs> so that actually moves us on quite nicely to yes. our next topic, which is our favourite places. Mm. Mine actually isn't Peckham, but I, <laughs> it I do love should love, be. It should be, clearly. <laughs> Izzy, what's your favourite place in London? My favourite place is also, a, it's both a temporal and geographic location. Oh my God. Because awesome. I haven't had enough of my English degree, clearly. Um, mine is Primrose Hill in the summer with some hymns or white wine. <laughs> I can imagine it quite specific. nicely already. I've just had, like, such fond memories there. Like, any time in the summer... Like, I used to live up that end of London, like, nearby there for a couple of years. Um, So we always used to go, like, just in the summer, they got the best view in London, I think. Like, it's so cool. It's like across All of the, like, landmarks, you can see, like, East London, into South London. Um... 
and like it's just so nice in the sun and in the summer when it's warm until like 10 p.m just sit there with like some pims or some wine like with my pals like some of my favorite memories and it's just very calm you know you're kind of still surrounded by this part of the city but I'm a big fan of green spaces and I it's love so hills nice. and walking. I mean, it's not exactly a big walk <laughs> to get to the top of a hill, yes. but like it's still you feel more in nature than like in a big kind of. It does. Block. It does feel distant from like it's so mm. near Camden, obviously, yes. but it does feel distant from it. Yeah, especially because to get there, you have to kind of walk out of the main street of Camden and kind of. Up. Yes. No. Exactly. It's, it's yeah. It's pretty lovely. Beautiful. I think you've beat me on. Very calming and relaxed, but they're very different. So, Nina, tell us about your favourite place in London, geographic mine, or temporal. Mine is a geographic location. <laughs> um, so, my favourite place in London is the National Theatre, mm-hmm. but not actually because of the the plays are great. Like, yeah, I do love that. But it also because it's the National Theatre, it belongs to the nation, so it's also mm. a public space. Yeah. So anyone at any time can go sit. Inside the National, which I found out in my final year of uni. So I just thought that was, I was just sitting in there. I didn't realise that that was part of its, like, No, it's part of its thing, is that anyone, any, because it's the public's theatre, and all the spaces, anyone can go in there. So that's why you often see people studying there, because anyone can go there at any time. I just thought it's because they had tables and it was free. I didn't realise that that was the point of it. I mean, it is because it's free and they have tables, but, but you know, that, there's, a, there's it's a... free and there are tables because it's made for public. Yeah, it's exactly. not, oh, it's free and there are tables here, let's go and sit there. It's like, yeah, exactly. that's part it of it. It was very purpose. deliberate, yeah. Hey. Which is why if you go up, like, obviously, when people come out for the breaks in the play, yes. you know, you've got to have somewhere to sit, but mm. you don't really need those long desks with that's lights for That's very true. No, that's so it's really good for studying. Mm. I often, to be honest, yesterday I just went to go read. Yeah. And it's just quite a nice... It's quite calming in there, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I love Again, it. Again, it's like, I mean, you are on South Bank, but, and you do have those lovely views, but it is, like, quite calming and quite peaceful in there. It's quite, um, it's not dimly lit, but it's kind of got soft lighting, soft I would say. It's quite lighting. ambient. Oh, oh, these it's words. very nice. It's very nice in there. <laughs> and they often have on, um... This is this is niche knowledge. <laughs> However, on the second floor, so in the Littleton Lounge, they mm-hmm. have a ever changing sort of display, and at the moment, really it's cool. photographs of uh, it's it's representing people who moved to Britain during Windrush, uh, but it's mo- it's obviously topical. modern people who are involved in theatre, so. Uh, People who do costumes or writing or acting and they are basically becoming their ancestors by dressing as people Um. who came across on Windrush might have dressed. And it's in homage to Small Island, which is on at the moment at the National. But it's a really, really good photo display and I'd recommend you go see it. That's so cool. So I just went and I sat next to that yesterday, just (laughs) kind of looked at the photos and read my book and it was very nice. That's a really nice day. It is. Quite jealous. Sounds lovely. It was. It was very peaceful. Yeah. And the coffee's nice. They have a really nice coffee shop. And if you have entry pass, which is the National Theatre's discount scheme for 16 to 25-year-olds, you get 10% off your coffee. And if you have a 
I, I'm just a cheapskate. <laughs> no, it's a here. good way to exist. And also, if you have a um, reusable coffee cup, you mm. also get some discounts. So yesterday, I got about 45p off my coffee, which doesn't sound like a lot. But, but it all adds up. It does. It really does. So it, that was a very exciting experience for me. I think that brings us quite nicely onto our next subcategory. So going on from that, having lived here for 40 years now, Nina, you veteran of London... Um, what would be your top number one tip for someone who was moving to London for the first time? I don't know if this is a tip, but it's just something I wish I'd known and hadn't made a fool of my a fool out of myself doing. Yes. On my first ever night in London, as every ill-fated King student did, I went to Ministry of Sound. Oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't actually go. <laughs> I didn't even go to King. It was it was awful. Was that because um, you were on a lot of coding? Like I was because of my broken arm. No, it wasn't actually. It was, I wish I was. Yeah. But no, I I don't know. I think I'd gone from sort of small town clubbing where you knew everyone yes. in the club. And then I went to London clubbing where everyone's quite gropey. And, yes. And it's, the, it's... And it's a commute to get there. Yeah. I mean, I lived in Stratford. So yes. getting to Elephant and Castle was about an hour and a half on the bus. Which you had to do, obviously, on the way back, because there wasn't night tube then. No. This is a throwback. Is, there yes. wasn't night tube and then. And also a testament to the amount of time I've been in London, because I remember when the night tube was introduced as well. <laughs> yeah, and it was... It's revolutionary. It really. actually is. I, I can't imagine yeah. a life without well, it. Well, see, I lived, like, right next to a night tube stop last year, and this year I don't. I live about a 20-minute walk from one, and mm. I... I don't live near a 24-hour McDonald's or a night tube stop, and it's the worst thing about where I live now. Everything That's else actually, is wonderful, but it's really hard for me. I have to plan ahead for drunk food and walk home. Yeah, walking home, oh, that's too rough. It's really, it's really hard for me, I don't know how I go. I got a Santander cycle bike home last Saturday. <laughs> At 4am, I cycled home. You're disgusting. It was actually really... I hate people like you. Why? So you just why do you need a bike? I don't know because well, I'd like fall in the river or something. I'm such no, I mean I I wasn't I wasn't drunk or anything, but I was really tired uh, and I wanted to get So home. you cycled? So I cycled. Yeah, but I'd been I'd been out yes. with my friends and I'd kind of dropped a couple of people home because I'm a mum now. <laughs> and I decided I looked at my city mapper, mm. another brilliant thing oh yeah that should have been a break we are not sponsored no but, <laughs> but please do <laughs> i could do with some money <laughs> but city mapper is great and i looked and it was about an hour walk to my house uh, and it was okay. only 25 minute cycle that's fair and i guess you are a keen wannabe a keen wannabe cyclist i was trying to think of a cyclist a keen chris Froome. I don't even know. Who I think he's a cyclist. My dad and my brother's all like. The I think class. that is his name. I don't. <laughs> I think that is his name. Anyway, so your to- top tip. Oh would, yes, I haven't actually said would, it yet. Would be would be you cannot use coins on London buses, <laughs> and I didn't realise this. I went on a going back to <laughs> going back to the fact that I went to Ministry of Sound. Mm. So obviously I needed to get a bus home. Yes. as I realised, and I got on and was like, oh, how much is it? <laughs> Right, Oliver Twist. <laughs> <laughs> I was really nervous, so I was like, um, how much is the journey going to be? I'm going to Stratford. Because I was used to, you know, my sort of little Surrey, yeah. Surrey bus, where you'd kind of be like, I'm going to this stop, and then they'd work out how much it was going to cost based on kind of how long you were on there for. And she just went, 
do you have an Oyster card? And I said, no. And she went, get off. <laughs> and that was it. She just said, get off the bus. Oh and I just got off and she drove off. And I didn't have an Oyster card because I didn't know that you needed an Oyster no. card. Um, I mean, I did know you needed an Oyster card, but I didn't think it was for buses. buses yeah. I thought that you could still take coins on the buses. Mm. So I ended up getting an Uber on my first ever night in London. Well... Because I thought that I had loads of money then. The student loan hadn't even dropped yet. Yeah. <laughs> it was pre-grad life woes. Basically, always have an Oyster card. They now have contactless yeah. payments, so it's actually not that bad anymore, less, but they, they didn't have that then. No. Again, dating all the time. Oh, I know. So, what would you say is your tip for London living when you've just moved here? Well, again, similar to the travel vein, mine would be wherever you can walk. Because, yeah. like... On public transport, unless it's like a 40 minute walk away, it is normally quicker to walk it. Like, if you can walk it in half an hour, the public transport's gonna take about half an hour as well, yeah. like, regardless, tube, bus, whatever. And especially like walking around your local area. Yeah, you do like, not need a bus for that. No, and then just getting to know it as well. Like, I've known where the shop is. Yeah, there's so many cute little, like, pubs there's a great pub down the road which has a piano which i didn't know about which is just my favorite place and i didn't know about that i know it's very exciting this is the great thing and you get to discover your local area but yeah walking anywhere and you get to see so much i really love and it links places together and it is a pretty walkable city there are paths everywhere there are it's Quite a very a walkable of, city, like, yeah. Zebra crossings, there's all those little maps if you get lost. Also, yeah. city mapper. City mapper, yet <laughs> but, again. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm that, I think we're both that friend who's We can always, walk. Yeah, it's like, it's an hour and a half away. We can walk it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to pay £1.50, no. but I can have a very nice stroll there. I once walked from my office in Bloomsbury to my house in Starkwell, which I think, at, in hindsight, that was a bit of an oversight. Because that's yeah, quite that's a bit much. How long did that take? I think it was like an hour and ten. I walked quite quickly. Yeah. But it was... That's, I thought it was going to be worse than that, to be fair. It, it was quite far. I think it was not worth it. But I think most places, especially within zones, like, yeah. it's walkable. And you get to know your city so much more because of it. Yeah, between my first and second years, I was really broke, as you are. Mm. Also, yes, you saved so much money. Yeah. Because £1.50s add up. They, they really do. <laughs> they really do. They really do. I mean, you cap at £4.50, mm. but £4.50 a day on buses, yeah. or like 20-something quid a week yes. for a travel card, it's, it's no. And if you work that out monthly, that's an extra actually, 100 or so pounds you can spend actually, on rent or wine. So, I mean... Depending on your... <laughs> or get a bike. Or get a bike. I'm a newfound advocate of but the bike. But equally as well, it's good for your fitness. And good for the environment. Good for the environment and good for your fitness because you're getting steps in. Yeah, exactly. I like average over 10,000 steps because of... Yeah, just because same. I refuse to get a bus. Don't but refuse to get a bus. don't walk from Bloomsbury to Stockwell no. as a regular commute because that's just stupid. No. And also only walk, obviously, if it's safe. <laughs> I'm turning into a bit of a preacher. Don't, don't walk. Don't walk through Tabard Gardens <laughs> at 3am. I think one of my favourite things about moving to London is that the local gardens got renamed Stabard Gardens. Yes. Someone yes. got stabbed on the first ever week of uni. Still still referred to as Stabard Gardens. It's actually really nice as well, which makes it such a shame. Yeah. Tabard Gardens are really but, nice. I mean, that's just like common sense. Don't walk through a park at night. Yeah. Well, at least I hope it is. If it wasn't, don't do that. 
friends. Yeah, don't, don't. No. <laughs> don't do no. that. I feel like that's just, don't walk through sort of areas with poor lighting and lots of yes. bushes at night. <laughs> it's just... It's just I mean, the motto you live your life by, Nina. Is there poor lighting? Is, is there yeah, brushes? In general, don't go anywhere with poor lighting for selfies or safety reasons. Yeah, realistically. That's our, and our summarising tip for London is always make sure you have great lighting. I mean, that actually is, to be honest, it's actually not even for selfies just because I think it's a good idea. Navigating. Yeah. Just mainly navigate. Safety. <laughs> safety. Selfies. Cycling. Okay, I think it's now time for favourite consumption and public malfunction. This segment of our show is where we discuss our favourite consumption of the week. That could be something we ate, something we read, something we saw, basically anything that's happened to us that was good in the past week that you can in some way consume. And public malfunctions, is it? Uh, so... Oh, this one's pretty self-explanatory. Mm. Just a public malfunction. Just an embarrassing or potential fail or not great thing you did in public that week. And public means in front of at least one other person. Yes. Not in the safety of your duvet. Yes, yes. exactly. I mean, that could be public. I mean, <laughs> if you're, like, in some sort of exhibition... <laughs> Maybe it's like the new, what's her name? Um, Tracy Emin, oh my, my duvet. Instead of my bed, it's my duvet and you just sit in your duvet yeah. for three weeks. She should do that. She should pay me. That's a great idea. That's a great job. So, Nina, what is your uh, favourite consumption of the week? My favourite consumption of this week was Becoming by Michelle Obama, which I keep now referring to as... Becoming by Michelle, because I feel like having read this book, we're on first name basis. I'm sure you are. We, we are. Um, I think she's probably one of the only people that if I met her in real life, I, I, don't, I don't think I could talk. Really? Because I just think she's so amazing, yeah. I, I don't, I'm not, as you know, I'm not really a massive fangirl sort yeah. of person, but Michelle Obama is pretty, she's pretty great. She's pretty up there. She's pretty up there, and I just found it, it was just a really amazingly written book and very honest, and I think... Yeah. So a lot of people said to me, oh, why do you want to read a book about the wife of the president? And I was like, that's exactly why I want to read this book, because I want to understand who she is as her, not as mm. the wife of the president of the ex-president yeah. of the United States, she's, but I, as she has an Michelle Obama. Yeah, she has an identity outside of her husband. Yeah, she's pretty amazing. Controversial. Oh, I know, I know. Can be defined not but, being a significant other. Yeah, I think she actually talks about that in her book, though, and how mm. she, as a woman who was very successful really struggled with the fact that yeah. suddenly it became... I heard Ed Miliband talking about that and it's sort of related and how his wife um, really struggled with being, like, the wife of the leader of the Labour Party. It's difficult. Like, I, I think it's slightly, like, a misogynistic thing, isn't it? Because it's like, I exist so much more outside of being a spouse. Exactly. And yet you're reduced to just being like, oh, yes, it is. Yes, in America it's different because ha they have a whole, like, title for it, like, first lady. Yeah, that's true. And she Which she is, talk, spoke know, about how much she wanted to do in the White House as, obviously, you know, she doesn't you know, preside over policy. Mm. But she still wants to, she still wanted to make an impact that was individual to her, not associated yeah. with her husband. She doesn't even like politics. She says so many times in her book, I don't like politics. Barack had to ask me before running because I don't like it. Yeah. And, yeah, it's just very moving and it talks about her sort of life ambition, basically, to make the world a better place, but oh, not through... What a good egg. 
politics she's yeah. quite disengaged she not disengaged disenchanted i think by mm. a lot of politics but mm. she prefers more sort of community work and yeah. working with young people she talks a lot about her Definitely. work with young people she's just a very inspiring woman wow so sounds like a cracking reach yeah would recommend to absolutely anyone to yeah. be honest absolutely anyone my dad my nan everyone so what has been your favorite consumption of the past week is um, mine's, I'm a bit late to the party on this, but I've just started watching Dairy Girls. You are I late. I just think it's the best thing ever. I think it's hilarious and, uh, funny and moving and touching and all of the things you want from a good old, uh, sitcom. Is it a sitcom? Comedy show? Scripted comedy? I don't know. I don't, yeah, I don't know what you categorise it as. It's very funny. Yeah, it's But so, I don't know whether it would be a sitcom. So funny. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's more to life than Catholic sitcoms. comedy? Catholic comedy. I like the alliteration. Catholic comedy, a new, a new genre. Um, but yeah, I just think it's absolutely cracking and hilarious. And yeah, I've got family from Ireland. Not that part of Ireland, a different bit. But it just seems very kind of sort of getting back to my roots and understanding it a bit more-ish. Um, I just think it seems very... Even though it's a scripted comedy, I feel like there's a level of authenticity in it. The, co- the characters... But I think that often... Just because it's scripted, I don't think. No, I know, but something with the with the girls, particularly with the portrayal of the girls, I feel like mm. often when it's like a comedy about all girls, I'm just a bit like, mm. oh yeah, well, wow. <laughs> this is just those? about this is just about sort of issues with gender in in the arts essentially. But in I do feel like that show that they're very authentic female characters. Yeah, it's well written, definitely. It's really I think well that's written. why I like it so much. So it's well written, and I can see myself in all of them. I like to think I can't remember their names, but the really sassy one who has the cousin. I like to think I'm her, but I'm definitely just more of the protagonist character who's just you know a bit wet and a bit weak. Um, yeah, I don't think you're wet. Thanks. <laughs> Weak, yes. Oh, well, yes. (laughs) I'm joking. So my limbs snap. Um, Okay, so, favourite consumption's done. Nina, what has been your public malfunction this week? So, I was riding my bicycle to Peckham, and I was crossing a road, Mm. and it was one of those crossings. You know there are crossings which are for pedestrians and bikes? Yeah. It was one of those ones. This woman next to me didn't seem to understand this concept. Right. And she, basically, I turned to go down a road, and she, for some reason, stepped into my path. So it was her fault, not mine. And she was like, why are you even on the fucking pavement? Oh, my gosh. You shouldn't be on the pavement. Bikes are meant to be on the road. You could have hit me. And I was so shocked. And I was like, I'm so sorry. Um, uh, you know Jay in the between us when he's like, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm really, I'm really sorry. I'm really, really, really sorry. I'm really, really sorry. No, it isn't Jay. Who is it? Is it Will who does it? Because Jay's been rude to someone. But he just says sorry about a yeah. hundred times in a sentence. And that was me. Yeah. And she just like verbally abused me her whole way across the road. That's really funny. And it wasn't even my fault. Good work. I felt very sad about it afterwards. But, you know, she probably had a bad day. So... Yeah. I console myself with that. Mm. And it was my first week, really, of riding my bike in London. So it was a bit of a negative experience. (laughs) Made me think I'm not cut out for this life. No, every cyclist I know in London is so, like, stalwart and battle-face. Yeah. I feel, like, hardened. It's like life experience riding a bike. It ages you, matures you. It really does. You just, you see a lot of things. Yeah, grow. You really really grow as a person on that bicycle. So, what's your public malfunction of the last? Um, so, my public malfunction is that this week I finished my dissertation, which doesn't really sound like a public malfunction, and yet, in order to achieve this, I had to spend 26 hours in the library, which 
I'm viewing as a public malfunction. That was unnecessary. It was awful. I turned into, like, a zombie, only able to talk in terms of Ivor Gurney and post-World War disability reception. I thought you died. Uh, I kind of... So I got back and I slept for about 24 hours. Yeah, that's why I thought you died. I I woke up briefly at about 8pm and brushed my teeth. And then, like, went... uh, Went back into the hole. (laughs) Yeah, went back into my duvet hole. So it's sort of related to duvet, this malfunction. Um, but, yeah, I like, wasn't functioning. Like, left the library twice, wants to get half price it too, wants to get a can of Coke to keep me going. And, yeah, so not doing that again. But, well, I can't, I don't have an op- opportunity to. I, I know finished. this is your last... Yeah, done. R.I.P. Are you quite emotional about the fact that that is the last time that you'll spend over 20 hours in a library I straight? I, I, to be honest, I wouldn't put it past me to be able to do it again. That seems to be the only way I've ever written any essay at university. So if I ever end up in any kind of exam content... Or even just in a writing job. Um, yeah, exactly. Oh, my... Could you imagine? I would only ever... You become a writing journalist and you just live yeah. in the office 26 yeah. hours a day. Yeah, always. There are 26,000. Yeah. <laughs> 26 hours in a row, that's what I meant. Classic. So, our final section of this podcast is entitled Small Wins for the Week Ahead. So, Nina, what is going to happen next week, which is going to be a small win to make your coming week better than this previous week? So, I'm a teacher, so next week is half term. Lovely. So... (laughs) That's for, already a win. I know. I mean, that that should have been it, really. That's yeah, all I should have said. In itself. But I'm going to elaborate and say that I'm going down to Winchester for three days. I mean, I'm staying just outside of Winchester, but I'm quite still, excited because it's a nice countryside. Great cathedral. Hopefully still good weather. The, the cathedral is really good. Fantastic. Nice cathedral. shops. Just It's sort of an, a really nice place for a wander. You know what I mean? It's I love just, Winchester. Same. I used to vow when I was about 12 that it was the only place that I could ever live. Wow. <laughs> I was like, Winchester is the place for me. <laughs> I feel at one here. I'm such a sorry girl, I'm a joke. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so That's I'm going funny. to Winchester for about three days, which I'm really excited about, just to kind of get out of the city. Yes. I'm quite excited, because even though I'm going to... It's, it's not the same. No other city. Even though Winchester is a city, it's not... Mm. It's not the same it's as It's considerably London. small. It's <laughs> considerably small, like, yes. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to sort of fresh air, yeah. some nice dogs, walks in fields and things like that. Oh, so dream. I'm very excited. What are your small wins for the week ahead? Uh, well, mine's less glamorous. I'm just going to sort out my flat. It's a state. <laughs> it just needs a big old clean. I have two full laundry baskets I need to clean. I have a load of meal prep I used to. I haven't bulk made food in a month. Everything's a state. Photos are falling off the walls. My piano books are a mess. Got lunch boxes out. I just need to sort my life out through the medium. I feel like that's what you have to do after dissertation's finished. Yes, I think so. Because I haven't really been here for a month. (laughs) Um, I'm just going to, yeah, get some floor cleaner, some gloves and the audio books of Harry Potter. (laughs) Nice. And crack on. Good. I think that sounds like... I think your week sounds better than mine. <laughs> I'd take Winchester. <laughs> I mean, I love a clean. Well, I'll clean. happily swap. So I think that's all we're going to chat about this week. Um, what do the kids say? Please like, rate, comment, subscribe. I think that's <laughs> on review. YouTube. I don't really know. Please listen to us again. <laughs> I don't really know what the kids say these days. I don't know. But thanks for listening. Um, and we look forward to speaking at you.
Who are you? Next week. Very soon. Next week. Next week. Next week. Next week. Right, see you soon. Au revoir. Bye. <laughs>